0: I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. Oh. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks!
1: Hello, hello.
2: I was looking
1: Welcome for to a Open Wife for some and soccer.
2: Job,
1: My name is Seth Vertelny. Joining me... This fine evening,
0: Pablo Mauer, Tomas Floyd. Pablo?
2: What's <laughs> pronunciations?
0: Did you apply the the Spanish accent to my name instead?
2: <laughs> well, I, let me tell you something. I started working at a... Uh, for those of you who don't know, which is probably not very many of you, I uh, started working at a... I'm a mechanic, uh, and I started working at a new shop a couple weeks ago, and... I, I wear the traditional, you know, mechanics uniform with a name nameplate on it, embroidered. Uh, got my u- uniforms in last week, and uh, the Sentas guy, Sentas being a horror company, shows up and says, "I hope you don't mind. There was an error, um, and all your uniforms say Pedro." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and the fucked up thing, and I think this is kind of racist, almost. But the guy, the guy was like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that bothers you or not. <laughs> like, who the fuck wouldn't be bothered by that? It's not my fucking name, you know. Like, so I was like, uh, yeah, it bothers me. Although, you know, my boss and I, who are friends, consulted, and I was tempted to keep them because it's funny. But I sent them back. So, anyways.
0: Anyways. <laughs> I feel like you should hold on for those and just look for people named Pedro the next time there's an opening.
2: Let's, uh, let's, uh, what the going on with my Skype
1: here? are
0: really contemplating this
1: one. Is someone trying to call us again? Or is Skype just I having some so. issues? Let's,
2: let's go to the phones here. Um, 301, you're an open wiper for some soccer. How can we help you? 301, come in. You're on open wife for some soccer. How can we help you? And there went 301. Okay. Bye-bye, 301. Onwards and upwards.
1: Uh, well, we're going to get into DC United and MLS playoffs, of course. Uh, but we'd be remiss if we didn't open the show mentioning our hero, our Lord, Savior, God of all gods, Long Tan being named USL. First team all-league, boom.
0: And he he was second team all-league last season after only playing a half-season in USL. Wow. So, I mean, the the MLS teams have to be circling him at this point. (laughs) Is there going to be, like, a a draft or a weighted lottery of some kind? Like, you have to think every team in the league is going to be going after him this all-season.
2: Do you think Montreal... Do you think it's uh? you think it's just Drogba for ten, or is it Drogba and Piotti for ten? To um, to
1: Arizona United, I don't know how that works with the <laughs> intra league trades.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Congratulations, to Lon Ten. Uh. Our, you know, I don't know. Congratulations. That's, a, congratulations. That's it. That's uh, it. Yeah. Anyways, we uh, the,
1: uh, we have a couple weeks left, but uh, presumably he will also be named to the MLS Best Eleven. <laughs> we uh i uh,
0: i did know this the best 11 is right in vote let's uh i was wondering if either of you were tempted
2: to vote longtown yeah. uh, Well you you guys know that i voted for but roderman for mayor of the district of columbia so i was tempted <laughs> uh i think the caller's back I'm not sure trevor caller yes no there we go 918 you're on over wifi for some soccer how can we help you Nine one eight, come in. You're on open wide for some soccer. How can we help you? Nine one eight, I can hear you breathing. You're on open wide for some soccer. How can we help you?
0: Off to a strong start. It's fine. I don't want to talk to you either.
2: What? What's what area code is nine one eight? I don't know. Well, Google it. You got a thing right there. I got a thing to Google with. Yeah, I hear the voice. Nine one eight. How are you doing? You're on the air. You're blowing this dude. This is your big break, nine one eight. Think think
0: he might be. Hello
2: break. hello, Tulsa Oklahoma. Hello, <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma. Come in, Come Tulsa, in. Oklahoma.
1: You're on open Wipers for some soccer. I don't think it's, it's gonna happen. It's not happening. Yeah. All right. Uh so barring any <laughs> other <laughs> call related issues, let's let's get into uh DC United and MLS playoff stuff. E- um,
2: eviscerated five to nothing at the hands of the Columbus Crew. Yeah, they, excuse me, at they, the hands uh, of Crew SC. They
1: uh, they go into Still Columbus, up
0: the, the and, Columbus Crew. Yeah.
1: You know their the, the their destiny was in their own hands. They just had to win the game, and they would uh, clinch that number two seed and a bye. Uh, Columbus missing arguably their two best players, uh, Kakmara. Um, Federico any, Iguain. I
2: argument about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I would argue that Will Trap and Kai Kamara are their two best players, but I I digress.
1: Right. Uh, so they're missing two fairly good players. And uh, United lays the uh, proverbial egg and uh, gets eviscerated 5 0. So they drop into the four seed. And they'll uh, they'll host New England on uh Wednesday night thoughts about the game.
2: Well, first of all, let's let's try three oh one again. We're gonna do this again. Let's go back to the phones. Three oh one, you're on open wide for some soccer. How can we help you? Three oh one? come in 301 you're on open wide for some soccer how can we help you all
0: right let's let's I just not it, do any I more calls i think it might be time to throw in the towel on the yeah. calls for tonight
2: maybe maybe we just haven't prompted calls 301 can you can you uh can you hear us
0: um, i
2: just get silence right now so if i'm on you're all right. on man we can hear you <laughs>
1: uh, i just want to be here for some moral support so
2: <laughs> this is the saddest thing ever Our caller can't
0: hear us It just wants to, some world support Just wants
1: to talk out into the void
2: Hope someone's listening
0: <laughs> Is this like that Keanu Reeves Sandra Bullock movie <laughs> Let's just listen to him Hello <laughs>
2: okay. we're we, lo- we love you We're here for you We love you
0: Oh my God. All right. Well, that was maybe our best call ever. Um, So yeah, DC United, not the greatest result. uh, They've had this season. Uh, When I look at the, the team heading into the playoffs, I think the biggest concern there are a few is the uh, defensive group. Obviously they've made some interesting choices uh, over the center back pairings. We had Kofi Opare in there over Steve Birnbaum the last few games. Um, Uh, With Chris Corb injured, it's been Taylor Kemp game in, game out, left back. Both of those players have rough matches on uh, Sunday against the crew. I'm curious what you guys think. Like, is is this salvageable? Is there a way they can find a different combination or improve the combination they have now and work on things where they can figure it out before Wednesday?
2: I'll tell you what I think. I think we're going to go to a break for about, I'm going to say 45 seconds and fix this phone bullshit. And then we'll be right back. So please stay tuned or just, I don't know, go take a piss or something like that. We'll be right back. All right, 918, you're on open wide for some soccer. How can we help you?
0: Hey, uh, I was curious. What are the odds that Jeffy Marsh
2: replaces Jurgen uh, after the next World Cup? The odds that Jesse Marsh replaces Jurgen Klinsmann after the next World Cup.
0: I thought he was going to say after the first two World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> uh, that uh, I would take that as well, though. <laughs> that would not be bad. I, um, it's obviously. Tough to judge uh, a coach off of one great season. You know, this time two years ago, Caleb Porter was the hot coaching candidate that everyone really thought was you know the guy who might be the being groomed to be a potential national team coach down the road. And then he had a rough season last year, and people cooled. Now people are talking about him again. That said, Marsh has a lot going for him. He has had great season. He has a turn three hundred page plan behind him. Yeah, and he 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 really. Turned around the Red Bulls with uh, stylistically picking the right players and also has some experience uh, as an assistant coach with the national team. So uh, you look at his resume, he seems like a good candidate. He's one I definitely keep an eye on. So it it would not surprise me if a few years from now he's the guy. Before crisis in my pick, uh, just looking at potential Americans in the pipeline set jobs, uh, definitely can't judge him on with NYC. He kind of got shafted, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see Marks get a shot in the Yeah, Christ is an interesting one too. You look at some of the successful national team coaches in the past. You know, Bob Bradley was fired by the Red Bulls, became the U.S. coach. You know, a couple years later and was rather successful. Bruce Arena also yeah. was fired by the Red Bulls. Basically, if you get fired by a team in New York. Uh, it's not a, a death wish to your coaching ambitions.
1: So you're saying Mike Petkey for U.S. National Team Coach 2018.
0: Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, or uh, even I Juan like see Carlos. See Clinton, get the, uh, I'd like to see Clinton go get the bill job jobs so he can finally aspire to play some Champions League ball. And maybe uh, <laughs> take some Americans with
2: him. <laughs> All right, man, we appreciate the call. All right, thanks. All right, so we did get those technical issues squared away. By the way, we get that figured out.
1: So, <laughs> as you can tell, since the uh, previous caller was actually responding to us and not yeah, just talking yeah. out
2: into so, space. So, Thomas where are we before I uh, so rudely so, interrupted you, we're talking about DC node Center back. Uh, yeah, so uh, back I, back line I brought up general. the questions
0: of the back line, I and mean, just to kind of encapsulate all the different topics here, what what can DC do between now and Wednesday? To address that. Is, is it a one-off thing where they well, I maybe think, shouldn't worry? I mean, what what do you think?
1: I think that th- there's really only one decision that Ben Olsen has to make on the back line, and that's Burnbaum or Opare. like I, Yeah. Or, I, are you not, do you not agree with that? I
0: think like it would not shock me if he put Marcus Halstey at center back and maybe tried Nick DeLeon in central midfield, which he seems to like so interesting that's I mean uh, it,
1: it, I mean I, I think logically it might make sense to try to switch things around I'm not sure if Olsen would be willing to take that big of a risk in, right. a, in a playoff game uh he seems to value continuity and uh it would be it would be surprising to me if it's not Boswell Kemp Franklin as three of the four back line now I think the the question like I was saying is is do you go back with Burnbaum? um you know opare has started the last two games with Burnbaum healthy uh opare you know did a decent enough job against chicago but you know some of his flaws were exposed uh, badly by columbus yesterday so do you go back to Burnbomb, who clearly is the better player but maybe you uh you stick with opare anyways
2: all right back to the phones 301 you're on open wide for some soccer how can we help you Three oh one. You're on over for some soccer. Guys, the phone's length fixed. Looks like the five nothing loss just
1: broke phone lines on the Eastern Seaboard. Exactly,
2: they Uh, exploded. I
1: just want to get a quick thing for discussion. I guess Uh, most of those goals, Bobby Boswell was either primary suspect
0: or someone else looked bad because he was too slow to get back. So uh, yeah, I'm here for Maryland. Peace
2: out. Shout out. Peace. Let's let's talk. Bo- let's talk Bobby Boswell because it's uh, yeah. certainly also on the docket. Um, you know, bo- Bos- and, and let's mention. Uh, let's actually refer to him as newly, newly minted, newly reminted DC United center back Bobby Boswell.
0: Got that new contract. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, I, Boswell, I think for the second half of the season, there's been some sort of. Uh, that there have been some issues that were uncharacteristic from the first season and a half when he was on D.C. He was very sturdy all of last year, a borderline Defender of the Year caliber season. I, mean, I thought he was pretty strong to start this year. And I don't know if it's fatigue from all the minutes he logged. He's in the lineup every single game, going 90 every single game. Or I don't know if it's is uh, uh, catching yeah. up. I, I mean, but we talked yeah. about
2: this. Where he played... Yeah. Before even before he joined DC, he'd played like literally every minute of every game for Houston. Yeah. I mean you can't do that for four or five years in a row and not break down. And I think what you're seeing is maybe he's just I mean, like we talked about, you have players who age gracefully and sort of fall off, you know, very gradually, and then you have other players who just fall off a little bit more steep, please. Yeah, I mean, do you think
1: so, Do you think that uh That them handing him a a, a new contract is kind of a vote of no confidence for Opare and or Bernbaum. Well, well, they They gave gave Opare
0: a new contract before him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I I wouldn't read that much into it. I think they're just rewarding players who've done well for them with new contracts. Um, uh, We don't know what the contract's for and, you know. Uh, if he's making the same salary he is now, and he's still on the team, you know, two three years from now, it could be, it could be an issue. Um, but you know, that's obviously that's a, another topic. I just short term, you know, he's he's definitely going to be in the lineup on Wednesday. I can't imagine DC going away from their captain for a big game like that, no matter what the current form is. And I'll say the last couple matches uh, against Chicago in particular, he played pretty well and thought maybe he was kind of rounding back in the form for the playoffs. But yeah, he looked a step slow at time against Columbus, but then again, so did everybody. Opare struggled. Kemp struggled. Franklin struggled. The entire back line struggled against the crew. So it's hard to really pinpoint one player and put it on them.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll say this. Kemp is the last player on the back line. I'm worried about. It, it was really his first really poor performance of the year. I mean, you know, any anybody in anybody in DC's eleven is going to have a terrible game. You know, at some at some point in the year. So I'm not worried about that. I mean, I, but, I
1: also think that the, w- with Kemp, he played poorly, but I think. Also, part of the issue was he was very disconnected from Nick DeLeon on that side. DeLeon and Kemp were just all over the place, and with Finlay on that right side, he was tucking in, and then you had Awful kind of overlapping on that right side, and they just
0: got their wires
1: crossed, and they didn't really know how to deal with it.
0: And uh, I'll say this. DC really struggled with the overlapping fullbacks from the crew. Uh, Francis got forward a lot on the other side and set up one of the goals, and... Uh, playing the Revolution, if it's a, particularly Chris Tierney, would appear to pose problems if that's something that is a uh, a continuing issue for D.C. United. Uh, so that's something I'm sure they'll want to iron out before Wednesday.
2: Yeah, something else, uh, you know, Seth, that you in particular talked about, uh, you know, before the show is uh, if you look at D.C.'s schedule, I mean, just heading into the New England game, and you look at the games they've played since June, you know they they really they and most of the results are obviously poor. And you know they 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 uh, only two of their wins have have come actually against teams that have made the playoffs. Um, you know the only team that's that that even made the playoffs that have a, that that uh, have done so with a negative goal differential. Sorry, my brain just shut down there for a
1: second. I got I got you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, no, I think. You, you you look at the, at numbers like those and, and you can see that in this playoff field of 12 teams, United is, is definitely one of the weaker teams. And it seems highly unlikely that they'd be able to, to go on a run. I mean, certainly Wednesday night, you can see them pulling out a result. They're at home. They are 11-3 three and 3 at home this year. It's a it's MLS. It's a, I mean it's one game and it, yeah, it's MLS. Uh, so certainly that's a possibility. Beyond that it, it seems hard to imagine that they're going to get much farther than that when they're playing teams that are better and they're in two-leg playoffs rather than than one-off games, but
2: I mean, I, you never know. You also sort of, you know, you listen to Ben talk about the that he built this team to sort of Deal with this kind of adversity and you know deal with difficult situations and bounce back from stuff like this, but you know I, I feel like he built this team not to lose five to nothing in the first place or not to you know go into a must win game i mean that's the whole point is if that game against Columbus was a figurative must win, the one on Wednesday is a literal must win. And, you know, if you just compare – I mean, what what happened this past weekend doesn't bode well for what's going to happen on Wednesday. It's just
0: – And also just can they shift their mentality on that kind of turnaround? Are they going to come out uh, in the first half of this game against the Revolution? and Are they going to be amped by the home crowd and ready for the playoffs and put that game in the past? Or is it still going to be lingering? Are there still going to be doubts about – Their capability to make a run when they come out against the Revolution. How many?
1: How many goals do you think DC United will concede within the first minute of the game?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is what Ben said last night after the game. I know there's enough character and experience in that locker room to understand that in some ways this might be a get out of jail free card. And now we have a new lease against a very good team in New England that has to come to our building. And come to RFK where we've been pretty successful.
1: Well, the problem what does with even mean? the problem with that, that logic, how you get
2: a get well, out of jail free card? You
1: well, I think what he's saying is that they lucked out by still getting a home game, even though they lost five zero. But the problem with that logic is they were always getting a home game before that Columbus game, no matter the, what the result was.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I get what he's saying. He's saying, you know, they, you know, uh, under the uh previous uh i guess i don't know what i'm saying now basically <laughs> let me let me circle back and start over here he's saying that you know they they had this awful game but now they win one match and they're back where they would have been right they have this one game that's a get out of jail free card for them. If they win against New England, they're back in the conference semifinals all the same. Yeah, and they're in a the two-leg series and where and home field be, doesn't matter. And
2: you made the argument that you and I were talking to Chris Rolfe. He makes the argument. Again, here's the quote from him. You know, does, does getting that bye even help us? If you get in that play-in game and you win, you have momentum that other teams don't have playing that first home playoff games game. I'm not against playing in that play-in game.
0: Exactly. Like, uh, last year... And It's happened several times. Teams play in that wild card game. It happened last then, year to DC. Yeah, right. and it happened a couple of years ago. We had an MLS Cup between the two wild card winners that both entered the postseason, kind of sliding. You know, it was the Galaxy and Houston, and uh, you know, you win that one wild card game, and again, it's MLS. You know, the the tide turns very quickly, and a team can kind of just get momentum on their side. And basically that five, nothing lost. to uh, Columbus could be completely meaningless if they, let, let's say DC gets the rematch against Columbus and they get a first leg at home and manage to ride some momentum and win that game. Like everything's completely turned around and the game that was, uh, the regular season finale is doesn't matter. I mean, that's just the way MLS works with this format.
1: Yeah. I want to get into the new England game a little bit. Uh, you know, one one spot where DC United had a lot of problems, I thought against Columbus was in the center of midfield. Uh, Columbus has three in the middle. United playing their four four two only has two. Uh, United got outnumbered, and basically they just let Will Trap and Mohamed Saeed, and then later Kivan George just kind of do whatever they want in the middle there. Uh, New England also plays with three in the center of midfield, so yeah. that, that doesn't bode well for United, uh, presumably they're going to come out in the same formation as they always do. so how do they how do they deal with that numerical disadvantage, especially when you're talking about three guys in the middle who are pretty good, you know Caldwell Jones and uh, Wynn.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tricky for D.C., and that's been a problem for them a few times this year when they play these teams with the numerical advantage in midfield. They can be outnumbered and lose the possession battle and really be back on their heels, and especially with, um, yeah, I think Nguyen is a player with creativity and mobility that can cause problems and stretch uh, D.C.'s central midfield pairing um, if it's Kitchen and Halstey again. And then Jermaine Jones, with him kind of back and, you know, rounding into form, obviously, has injury troubles earlier this year. He's a player who, you know, we we talk about teams getting on a roll. I could see the same thing happening with New England, with the same thing they did last year. If they uh, they weren't in the knockout round game, but they had a tough stretch midseason, figured it out down the stretch, and then won our role in the playoffs, they win this game against D.C., and they have a healthy Jermaine Jones in the postseason going in into conference semis, this is a da- very dangerous New England team capable of making as deep a run as anybody. So this is not an easy task for D.C. on Wednesday. So looking into your crystal
1: ball, do you see any lineup changes for D.C. United? Because I think this is this is part of the issue for them right now is with Davey Arnault hurt, with Chris Korb hurt, they're already not that deep of a team, and now they're even more thin to the point where I, I only see two realistic options that were on the bench against Columbus as starters, and that's uh, Steve Birnbaum and, and maybe Alvaro Sabarillo. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, think Sabarillo starts. Uh, I think they I, – I don't know who makes way. It's going to be one of the wingers, maybe Delion or Pania's, but I think, I think they, you- they got – I think they I put think you'd take, for you
2: in. I think you take De Leon off the field before you take Pontius off the field right now. Yeah. Uh
0: that that would be my my decision, especially considering um
2: But but I but I also think that you keep I also I also don't think you start do you. Yeah. I mean I I think we different opinion on this. I I uh I haven't been impressed by him and I don't think I still think that a Spindola and Rolf, even given what happened on on uh on uh Sunday, you know, like I still think that's your best your best pairing up top.
0: Yeah, I I just think I mean I think this is why you trade for Alvaro Sabario. He scored a lot of big goals in big games. He's been a pretty good player in the postseason. And-
2: I, I think ironically if you if you're argu- I mean so for your argument, you know, you could actually make the argument that those two players have more chemistry than anybody on DC's
0: roster. Right. From their past experiences yeah, which is, with RSL, which is pathetic,
2: yeah. but true, you know. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, um, kind of a bit of minutia, but what maybe makes that decision you're, easier you're well is well known
2: for that. So yes. go, go ahead, uh, <laughs> this is Thomas. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, lately. Pontius has been playing on the right, which is kind of a new development for him. Part of the issue in the past is in terms of getting him and Rolf and two forwards all on the field together, is that Pontius and Rolf both prefer to play on the left, and Olsen has been reluctant to play them as his two wingers. He likes to have, or used to like to have, Delion as his right winger. Now Pontius is out there, so I think that opens up a window for them to play Rolf on the left, Pontius on the right, and to go with that, a Spindola Sabario pairing up top.
1: Yeah, let's let's uh, let's shift a little bit to the rest of MLS. Uh, we've got. We, yeah, I, I agree. The show hasn't been that good. Let's just <laughs> let's just restart. It.
2: Or is it too late? Didn't it, mean to it, do that. It, it might be too late for that. You're. I mean, I think you're skipping over. You're skipping over a couple of topics that I don't want to miss here. One of them is, is first of all, to I mean, I, it, it, what you and I talked about before the show in regards to Dallas and New York spending a lot less money than D, than DC and you know playing more attractive soccer and you know getting getting better better results. Sort of turning the DC's narrative over the past few years that they have to play ugly, that they you know have to play unwatchable soccer. Does, they, they,
1: does, does anybody actually say that though? With DC United, like, do they say like we're hamstrung no, but they, by our No, salary. but they
2: allow that narrative to exist actively because and they and they do honestly. They yeah, I mean, they say in the media they lose seven million dollars a year. Benny has said on multiple occasions, "Look, we'll never be able to sign X, Y, and Z players." You know, like
1: well, those, I mean, those two things are true, but that doesn't do mean they, they can't I mean, go out they, and sign.
2: That doesn't mean they can't go out and sign Mauro Diaz or somebody like that. Well, right I mean sign, that, you know that's
1: another issue that they've had over the last few years is their international signings have pretty much all not worked out or for the most part, but yeah, I mean the question is 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 d c United unable to play a more attractive style with the roster they have i mean is this Is this team just built for only being able to grind out wins?
2: Yeah, let me, let's see, I think we've got a caller. Do we have a caller? We have a caller. 530, you're on open wide for some soccer. How can we help you? 530, are you there? Just talk in the void. (laughs) Just scream
1: out into nothing.
2: Caller, area code 530, open wide for some soccer. Say something, please. Hello.
0: Throwing in the towel.
2: None of us fucking wanted to talk to you, anyways. Five three zero. I think, you, think
0: we're done with calls. You piece yeah. of shit. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a tough uh, tough question. I think, of course, you can play attractive soccer with a small budget. I mean, several teams have proven that, as you said, FC Dallas went out and signed Fabian Castillo and Mauro Diaz. And even the, you know, developed, you know, homegrown holding midfielder, Victor Yoa, who frees up the space for those guys. So, and,
2: so here's yeah. a question though, is, is the difference between Dallas and DC Fabian Castillo and Mauro Diaz, or is it Ben Olsen and Oscar Pereja?
0: I, th- I think it's, it's the coaching philosophy and style that they choose to play. And it's the talent evaluation. That of the players they bring in. Uh, I think that basically those are the two differences. And, you know, DC has identified some very good players as well, but they've just been better at identifying, you know, a center back like uh, Steve players? Birnbaum okay. or a holding midfielder <laughs> like Perry Kitchen. And maybe it's not a coincidence that Ben Olsen has been, you know, has really thrived at identifying. Uh, talented players, players who are him. who were similar to the the guy he was when he was on the field, whereas you know Oscar preya has been more inclined to find the the more technical players and uh, guys who can fit his system.
1: Yeah, and and I think Jesse Marsh has installed kind of a high pressing system for New York, which has really benefited them greatly. Um, yeah. Could, could Olson do that here? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, I I will say. Um, And we talked a little bit about this before the show, I believe that I think Olsen as a coach, he figured out a strategy that worked for him. Then it felt like teams and coaches across the MLS adjusted back. Then Olsen responded last year. And now teams again are adjusting to what he does with his DC United teams. And it'll be kind of a a test for him as a coach going forward to see if he again can make the adjustments necessary and evolve as a coach, perhaps implement different styles, different wrinkles to his team and really take the team forward um, rather than have any sort of uh, stagnation.
1: Can we move to the, the rest of MLS now, Pablo? Is that acceptable for you? What
2: well, are some other things in general I'd like to talk about?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the floor is
0: yours.
2: Uh, it's, it's mostly about this rash. Oh, well.
0: I thought it was going to be the presidential race.
2: <laughs> feel the burn. Hashtag feel the burn.
0: No, I mean, I'm voting for Tokyo sex whale for FIFA president.
2: <laughs> I can't believe it's actually
1: going to happen. It, is it actually pronounced sex whale? Is isn't it? Is it, I think, uh, isn't it I, it's sex wallet? I, I would imagine you, it's sex one wallet. Would, one would think, so. but certainly from this point on, I will it's, refer to him as Tokyo
2: Sex Whale. I mean, it's uh, it's always been sex whale for me. <laughs> I can tell you that much, you know. <laughs> but I mean, my name's Pedro. So do I know? <laughs> Vote you for know? Pedro. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. okay yeah, right. we, we can move on. We can All move right,
1: on. let's let's move on. And luckily, we won't have any callers or anything to interrupt our flow, so we can just kind of freeform it for the next twenty minutes. Um, yeah, so Wednesday and Thursday, we've got four games, of which we have talked about one. Uh, we should probably start with the other game in the Eastern Conference, rematch from yesterday. Uh, it's the Fighting Giovincos against the Fighting Drogbas. Um, I don't
2: know who you taking in that matchup. If it's an actual fight, it's pretty clear. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah... I, I, I that would be an interesting one though. Javinko's so speedy.
2: Yeah, you know, imagining him like running around, exactly. Dragba's legs, and like you know, like tying him up somehow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Gulliver, sort of. Uh,
0: like Javinko know. just like spins in a circle around just him, see, like, There's like, a Drogba, cloud like, of dust, toppling and, <laughs> and
2: like smashing into the ground, and then yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Somebody draw the comic for me, please. Yeah. Like.
0: Okay, so that's what we think is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next game. <laughs> no. um, yeah, it's uh, it's big, I think, that Montreal got home field for this one. Uh, the Impact have never had a home game in the playoffs before. In fact, no Canadian team has had a home game in the playoffs. This will be the first ever MLS playoff game not played in the United States of America.
2: Congratulations uh, to TFC, obviously, for taking advantage of MLS's newly expanded playoff format. <laughs> <laughs> It is. To get their first playoff. It is. It's incredible they ended up getting the sixth seed after all that shit. Like, I believe that's called
0: the Garber seed.
2: The Garber, (laughs) the inaugural, yeah. I mean, it was like a week ago that they
1: were in second in the East, and everyone was like, incredible redemption story. Toronto finally delivers on all this promise. They yeah. spend all this money, and now it's finally happening for them. And now it's like, oh, they only made it because they expanded the field.
2: Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the decision day, like our final decision of decision day is to expand the playoff field to eight teams and include NYCFC. <laughs> yeah. and congratulations, New York City Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's
1: hard It's hard to bet against Drogba right now, I, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it yeah. is. Uh, back to back back heel goals in the span of about two minutes he I don't know how you even so ri- so
0: ridiculous also like I've uh I've praised myself and I've gotten predictions right from time to time. Been, go you've ahead. Been,
2: you've been known to praise yourself. I'm
0: going to go ahead and acknowledge that. I was completely on the Drogba will be a massive bust bandwagon. Think, yeah, you I you
1: and we, I you and I were both I think we all players. were on on these very airwaves <laughs> yeah. when he it was it was uh, I, I when he first... him, I
2: pictured him like in a motorized wheelchair <laughs> or something like that like
1: It uh, was like when he first when he first came he played one game and then got some minor injury, and we were like, oh, God, here we go, another Lampard, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, we're sorry. Oh. We're sorry, DDA. Now, yeah. it, I mean, it, it is it is pretty remarkable. Like, for those of us who, who watched no, him at nobody, Chelsea last nobody year. Could,
2: nobody could have seen this coming. I mean,
1: like, he, he scored a couple goals with Chelsea last year. He didn't look completely washed up, but yeah. certainly was not the force that we've seen in previous years. and. Now he comes to MLS and has pretty much become, like, Drogba circa 2004.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, I'll I'll say, do you think there's a rejuvenation with him? Do you think he's intrigued and motivated by this challenge in a way that a lot of DPs say they will be, but aren't actually when it comes to playing on the field?
2: Our producer, Trevor, reminds us that Bradley Wright Phillips scores a lot of goals in MLS also. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) uh you know i mean and and also and you know in line with what you're saying how long does this last like his right. current form i mean you know is this uh he's feeling it right now but you know does does this sort of like uh does the honeymoon wear off and yeah does he get tired of playing games in in dallas in july <laughs> next year well
1: yeah. i don't think in 2016 he will average one goal per game he's
0: yeah, just going to prob- go
2: out on a limb and probably say probably not yeah <laughs> Also, he is going to get injured at some point. He's thirty-seven. Sorry, like, yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: I, f- I feel like he's going to put up uh, Thierry Henry-esque numbers next year, which is like play twenty-four games and finish with like fifteen goals,
2: <laughs> and be a badass motherfucker all around. Yeah. More importantly,
0: that part was obviously all right. Assumed. So
2: let's just uh, real quick uh, do like pick him here: TFC or Montreal? You? Uh, I got to go Montreal. Uh TFC.
0: Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Uh all right, next all
2: right. game.
1: Let's move to let's move to the West. Um so a few months back, the <laughs> LA Galaxy signed Giovanni Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. And they added him to a team which already had added Sebastian Legette and Steven Gerrard. And they already had Robbie and Keane Dave and Romney. they already had Dave Romney, U.S.L.
2: mascot of the year, Cosmo, they
1: had, <laughs> and they already had Cosmo, the U.S.L. mascot of the year. Uh, so MLS so on and so forth.
2: Social media something or other of the year. Chris Thomas.
1: Uh, yeah, they're making videos about Legos and you know it, it was pretty much <laughs> a, a for, It was pretty much a foregone conclusion that the, the Galaxy were going to just win every game five zero. We were going to go to L.A. for MLS Cup again and.
2: It was, I, I it, was making that joke. So we'd be in a wine bar with Bruce Arena again. We'd be in a wine bar yeah. with Bruce Arena.
0: I was making that joke two weeks ago when I was out there for the CONCACAF Cup. I, I was just like, see all, all you guys here in uh, like two months.
2: Did that Did that joke just like slay?
0: Yeah, he, it, it really killed.
2: It, I could see was
1: Thomas. The, I bet Thomas made that joke about five separate times. Oh, yeah.
2: Was the entire, I, media, I made was sure the entire everyone.
0: press box like... <laughs> I mean it was, it was a little it you know, you you know with my delivery and my natural charm it it killed.
1: thomas yeah. I know you went to a lot of you went to a lot of comedy clubs out there, so you probably picked up a few tips oh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly no uh
1: oh. so what's going on with l a uh they lose- to sporting k c and somehow we're left in a, we're we're left in a situation where by the time we get to this weekend. LA or Seattle is going to be out of the playoffs and not even make yeah. the conference semis. I mean, it's I think close. there's
0: an outside chance that whichever team gets eliminated is added to the conference semifinals via a commissioner's pick.
1: Like, yeah, if, yeah. Like if DC United wins, then they'll just, like, move <laughs> LA to the Eastern Conference. Like, DC United is eliminated.
0: God. Um,
2: no. Uh, do, you, do you ever get the feeling, like, when you listen to Bruce Arena talk that, like, maybe just at some point his i'm not gonna say his luck runs out cause he's obviously an incredible coach but like everything he says is just like well if we lose the last two games of the season we deserve to be in the playing game he just like never says anything like and like sometimes you feel like his nonchalance is just like like bruce like do something please <laughs> like you have to like you know you, it's gonna end <laughs> like you know
0: I mean, when he's won 19 MLS Cups, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to get, like, an extra month off. I know, yeah. Um, You know, I I think I identify two players on the Galaxy who have not been living up to potential. They are Omar Gonzalez and Steven Gerrard. Uh, Gonzalez has just not been himself for a couple months now. He really, really struggled in that 5-2 loss to Portland. Which was uh, kind of the first big warning sign. I mean, conceding five goals at home, that's unheard of with the Galaxy. Um, and then Gerard, I think it's maybe less evident but if you just watch plays he's just not covering the space and Janino is left to do a lot of the work and i wonder if we're seeing that kind of classic mid-season dp syndrome where a guy plays a full european season then jumps into the mls campaign in mid-july and by september they're done that they, you know they they just need a break
2: it's been mediocre at best
0: thanks for the uh the elaboration guys uh-huh. <laughs> Seth, anything
2: on that
1: uh yeah, no, I think you know with with Omar, <laughs> it's been the last few months. Uh, you know, we he wasn't named to the Confederation or the Concacaf Cup roster instead, and uh, Ventura Alvarado made it instead. And people didn't even seem to make too much of a fuss yeah, about he, that. So I think that tells you. played
0: in the Gold Cup. That
1: tells you where he's he's at right now. Um, I mean, on on the other hand, Seattle they they do seem to be more dangerous now than they have been. Uh, previously, because they do seem to have Martins and Dempsey back together doing what they do and combining. And certainly with, with a home field advantage and, and an out-of-sorts L.A. back line and Donovan Ricketts playing goal, you could see this one being Seattle's game and maybe not even being that close, you know, maybe a 3 nothing or 2 nothing, like a, a pretty easy win for them.
2: On the other hand, you... Again, LA's one of these teams, you never know what you're gonna get. You could easily see them turning it on and see the see a two or three 0 no for Los Angeles. I mean
1: Also LA LA does have Seattle's number in the postseason. I, I think they've eliminated from like four of the last five playoffs yeah. or yeah. something like that.
0: Um I don't have the number in front of me, but I think like Siggy Schmid's record against Bruce Arena all time, it's like oh twenty seven and two. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I mean, it, it does seem that when those two go head-to-head in big games, Bruce just figures out the way to just tactically hey, outwit.
2: Hey, Ziggy. Hey, <laughs> I got, you, <laughs> you, got your number. You ready to lose tonight? Yeah, you will. Yeah, get ready. Well,
1: but don't worry, I'll meet you at the wine bar after. <laughs> <laughs> God.
2: Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, so LA or Seattle? Thomas. Seattle. Uh Seth.
1: Uh Seattle and then L.A. moving over to the Eastern Conference to replace D.C. United.
2: Uh, I'm also going with Seattle. All right. You little roundhouse us. for Seattle. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sweet. Yep. Next. One more
1: game, guys. We have Sporting Kansas City
2: at Portland. I don't think we actually did picks on New England, D.C., did we? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's that game. Pablo. Right now. You go first.
1: I'll go first. DC United.
2: <laughs> Thomas?
0: Uh I I think New England gets it done.
2: <laughs> uh I I'm going to say DC United. <laughs> oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> DC United. <laughs> Jesus. DC United. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this thing, man. It's
1: broken. Over. It's broken. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think United's been good at home this year, and they—that's uh, that, all I got. Actually, I,
2: I, I'm going to say this. I—I I, I could very easily see DC United winning. And I could also well, for very sure. easily see the Revolution winning. New England, New England. Before, by they, a lot of goals.
1: before they beat NYCFC yesterday, they hadn't won in four games. They and, they were on a bit of a roll, and then they went into a little bit of a downward spiral.
0: And, and D.C. also recently beat NYCFC, and it was seen as a bit of a turning point. And then we saw what happened after that. So To,
2: to jog it back real quick, something we should point out that Thomas mentioned before the show is if D.C. does advance – to a home and away series. They've been dreadful on the road. They've lost their past three go- home games by a combined score of 10 to nothing.
0: Past three road games, yeah. yeah. And, but the, the difference is DC will have the first leg at home, which they haven't before. Um, and it's weird because the second leg at home is supposed to be the advantage. It's yes.
2: never-ending uh, argument. Yeah,
0: I'm not so sure. I think with DC, they would rather have the first game at home, and they don't want to risk, you know, considering their recent road struggles, they won't want, would not want to risk going on the road, getting hammered and having an uphill climb at RFK Stadium, which has been the case in you know a couple of their recent playoff series the past few years.
2: All right, so All right, so let's wrap wrap it up with the last series. Yeah,
1: Sporting Kansas City, Portland. Um, it's a pretty easy one for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm at the point of Sporting Kansas City where I don't really know what what we're gonna get with them. Um, you know, they they they're, they're so up and down, but I I, I do think a, a fail hobberless
2: uh, Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: that was a, that was an interesting one. Uh, you know. Vermees, in a, in a game they needed to win to ensure a playoff spot, benches Failhaber, uh, and then it works out. Who, he brings I just up. Vote,
2: who I just voted to my best 11, by the way.
0: Yeah, I put too. him second for MVP. Yeah. I mean, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. But it worked out somehow. Uh, I'll say this. I think that was a calculated move by Vermees in banking that they would find a way to get it done without Failhaber in there, uh, you know, whether he's in there or not. I don't think it was just like Failhaber. Hasn't been playing well. He needs to be benched. We're going with Jordy Quintilla. It was, you know, they, they were the only... They were one of only two teams in the league. Them and their opponent, Colorado, who had a midweek game last week in in MLS. Uh, so, they had the unique situation where they're playing, you know, knowing that their best case scenario was to get into the knockout round. That they were going to have back-to-back weeks with Wednesday, Thursday games um and that's i think he saw that and was like i gotta rotate guys you know it it doesn't help us if we make the playoffs and then we're gassed for our knockout round game on thursday so i think he figured they could get the job done and made kind of a calculated gamble
1: yeah and and portland a a team that you know a few weeks ago they were struggling to try to get that last playoff spot, and eventually they have a little bit of a late surge, and they end up third in the conference. Uh, Two players they have right now are really in form, uh, Darlington Adby and uh, Fernando Adi. Uh, Adi, you know, he had one of the uh, quieter great seasons, I think, in MLS. You know, he's up. He's I think he has, like, what, 15, 16 goals, something like that. The thing
0: with him is he only scores in twos. So he'll go like a month without scoring, then have a brace, then have a go a month without scoring, then another two-goal game. So he just kind of quietly sneaks up there in the uh, scoring chart. Um, Yeah, Darlington Nagby has been uh, arguably the best player in MLS, not named Jogba for the past month. He has been ridiculous in terms of basically he's continued to do the all-around things he's always done, which is run at defenders, have a high pass completion rate, be very clean on the ball, win lots of battles in midfield, do the defensive work. But now, just like for the last few weeks, he's added the, the final touch in the attacking third, which was always the problem for him. He's, so if he's got that going and he can kind of keep on that role, Portland is a team that absolutely can make a run in the West and would be a, a very dangerous team to face.
2: All right, so KC, Portland, Thomas. Portland. I'm going to go Kansas City. I'm going Portland on this. All right.
0: I think I picked all the home teams except for DC United. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Floyd. Um, yeah. I, I was feeling a lot better about uh, DC United. Oh, yeah, it gets
2: me every time.
0: I was feeling a lot better about DC United's chances in the playoffs about Twenty-seven hours ago, uh,
2: <laughs> they really just. But got, that that game really was
0: so alarming. Clobbered man.
2: I mean, they yeah. looked so bad.
1: They looked so bad. Well, hey, they're not going to play as bad on Wednesday. They're going to play better on Wednesday. They're going to have chances
2: a, of playing better are almost one hundred percent. They're going to have an
1: improved like performance on Wednesday. You can take that to the bank. Yeah, we didn't score. <laughs> <I always laughs> <give a> it was. <laughs> It's more than that. Um, should we Should we end on that? Nope. All right. What else you got?
0: Uh, we have two minutes. So we on. want to talk about the proposal that MLS has introduced, where they're going <laughs> no. to nope. try instant replay nope. trials nope. and nope. Nope. consider adding nope. that for Nope. 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 <laughs> And it takes over the rat spot. <laughs> let's, just,
1: let's just listen to the soundboard for two for, minutes. For the record,
0: I asked Ben Olsen about in Replay, and he is fully on board with it. He's oh,
1: really? Playing. Off the record, I thought it was a joke.
0: <laughs> Overall, I thought there was some good stuff. <laughs> Bullshit. Hug my children if they're still
1: up. I don't really give a shit. It's, it's embarrassing.
0: Oh, thank you. Go home. Son of a bitch. Oh, really? <laughs> fucking Jamaican ref last night. It was good. I don't fucking get it. It likes cat pee, zombies 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 hey let me ask you something not this year to have it this matters i
1: lost my voice i lost my voice it's more of a craving an endless longing that haunts me in the darkness of the night cocaine habit <laughs> killing me this time of year fine 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 Bullshit. That was probably the best 90 seconds of open wide for some soccer we've ever
0: done. I feel like that was the equivalent of a concert just ending with a drum solo.
2: (laughs) It's done. We're done. It's over. It's over. Good night. We'll we'll see you guys in a week Uh, with our DC Night wrap-up show. Good night. Season wrap-up. Season wrap-up.